self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am Clemmy red and we're conversation con artists back for another episode just want to let y'all know a couple of things go to the website www.conversationconartist.com check out some of our old episodes leave us some feedback you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. We are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation con artist with an S at gmail.com. Um, so today it is a situation. Now it says guy, but I guess you could substitute that for a girl. So, so you met a guy named Darren online in 2016. He's fine, intelligent, and seems to have it all together. His personality slash humor is the best, and you see no signs of fuckboyism. You think he might be hubby. For some reason, you two haven't met in person yet uh, because you live in two different states. He made plans to see you and you him, but things always got canceled. You guys talk and FaceTime every day and you say you are in love and he does too because the mental connection is stronger than anything you've ever had. He says the same. You both want to make things official until you don't want, you both don't want to make things official uh, until you meet in person. Seven months into the talking phase, he still has not managed to see you. He says it's because of finances. Things in his life begin to go awry and he stumbles on financial hardship. For the first time in seven months, he asked for financial help. You don't want to be that dumb chick that gives money to a man and get used, get used, but you love him. So you help the one you love in his severe uh, financial bind. Wait, no. So to help the one you love in his severe financial bind, you end up sending him $5,000 in June because you got it anyway. Besides, you think this might be future hubby, so you should be down, right? You let him know that this is the last time you will give him money. You guys keep talking after that. He finally plans a trip to see you for a whole week in August. But it's currently July and he finds himself hard up on cash again. He mentions that he needs to pay his rent or be evicted. His rent is $1,027. You are kind of salty because you are wondering how he spent the $5,000 already. This is the message that he sent. Hey, babe, I'll pay you back the $5,000 when I get the money. I was wondering if I could borrow another uh, $1,027 in the meantime so I won't get evicted. So what would you say to that? Bitch, I want to get him the $5,000 because in 2017, you should be able to meet. We're not. I'm not going to be talking to you for seven months. I don't give a shit about no FaceTime. We are going to have met before that. And I'm definitely not going to just give you no $5,000. And then I give you $5,000 and you come back wanting another thousand when you haven't paid shit back on the 5000 That sounds crazy as shit. He sounds like he got a whole life in the state he in, and you just his long distance side boo. So let's let's dock these ridiculously high numbers and take it down to just ten percent of it. <laughs> so let's take five thousand down to five hundred, and let's take a thousand and twenty seven to one hundred and twenty seven dollars. I ain't giving you that either. My answer still hell no. <laughs> All right, because. 120 it's 102.70 10%. Yeah. I did it wrong, but hell no, still. <laughs> First off, this relationship 
has failed many of my criteria. Okay. <laughs> Different states, not yes. happening. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. One month without meeting, not ha- in the same state, not happening. Yeah. Uh, asking for money is a red flag. I don't really don't care. Like, I got enough financial burden in my life <laughs> that I don't need to date somebody starting off asking me for money. That's a problem. It is. For me. Yeah. Like, our financial stability already going to be fucked up because of my loans and all of my situation. That's day <laughs> one, right? But I need somebody responsible <laughs> to be like, we're going to get this whole situation together. How much you get paid, we're going to set up this account to pay all of our shit off. Like, yeah. that's what I would need. This person meets none of the criteria of being in a position for me to talk to him. I just and like when they say y'all been trying to meet each other for seven months and it keeps getting canceled what I hear is he would cancel saying that he couldn't and then when you were supposed to come I feel like he was making up some shit and like oh no we can't do it this weekend because I gotta go do this or I you know I just got word I gotta work overtime or I feel like he's just been making excuses because it just seems like she just being used because here's the thing okay you talking on the phone you skype it that's not really a lot of he's not investing a lot in that you know what i'm saying so to say well why would he just string her along just to you know could to get her trust so that she would send him five thousand dollars because again he ain't taking her out it don't cost you no money to skype and talk to somebody so really he ain't investing a lot to get that $5,000. He could be chatting with her and still have his boo in his state that he going out with. Shit, he probably spent the $5,000 on her. And this is this is a situation that's easier for women than it is for men. Like, it's easier for women to get these things out of men than it's going to be for men to get these things out of women. Yeah. And so, I just, it's just... But it happens. She could do this. She could do this. Like she could be in this relationship with like ten different dudes mm-hmm. that's willing to pay her money and have a salary off of that. Yeah. If she can get people to do that consistently. But she doing it for him. She giving him money. Talking about she he gonna be future hubby. You ain't never even met well, this motherfucker. In my world, I switched it. I switched this whole scenario to the other side. To her asking him for money. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I switched it. So. <laughs> so Either it, way. Like, there's just no way. That's crazy. I'm. We're going to meet. Like, that's just, it's 2017. It ain't no excuses for us. And I'm like, we're definitely going to have Skype so I can make sure you're not a catfish. Seven months are not going to go by and we ain't met. That's stupid. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. That's part of why I wouldn't date. I don't want to date nobody in another state. It's too, it's too much. And you have to invest too much with the travel and shit. You know, it has to be like planned because we live so far away. Need you to stay in my at least in my state. I would prefer my city. What's happening is <laughs> she's in her city with another dude in her city, and she getting folded up by him ever so often. <laughs> and he drive a, a, a ninety two Toyota Camry. <laughs> he ain't got a job. That car, mind you, belong to his grandmama. He got four kids by three different women. One of which he barely has a relationship with. Like, you know I'm going, you see where I'm going with this? Like, I just don't trust that a person can genuinely and truly be exclusive having a relationship with somebody across wherever lines that they haven't met. Seven months? Seven months. 
I just I'm interested in how much talking they do and how much texting they do and how much all this how much they communicate. They can talk and text every day. And it's still I still wouldn't give you no five thousand dollars the fuck out of my face. You done lost your mind. Yeah, it's a red flag. To fix your mouth to ask me for five thousand and I guess what? I don't give a shit if she do have it. Cause get it's my five thousand dollars. I don't care if I'm sitting on five million dollars. I'm not giving you five thousand. I don't give a fuck if I do have it. I'm out of principle. I'm not doing it. That's stupid. It's stupid. That don't even make no sense. And how are you in love with a nigga you ain't never met? Really? I just no. It happened all the time. Does it? Yes. How is that possible? I, well, I mean, I guess from your perspective, <laughs> your definition of love has some very specific yes uh, requirements. It does. But it's possible. People get catfished all the time, B. Yeah. They got a whole show around that shit. I know, but I don't know. I just, the, my my issue is with the use of the word love. I just don't believe that this is love that's driving that. Because you don't know this motherfucker for real. You don't. Well. You know what he done told you, and you ain't even able to verify any of this shit. Because y'all don't, they never met. So who do you love? You love whatever he done told you she, he is. I mean, but being in love with what she believes about that person to the person in love, it's the same thing as being in love with that person. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, you and me been in love with fucking con artists that we could see. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, it ain't really surprising that people would love <laughs> a con artist that they can't see if distance is the only part. If they can sell you a version of them that makes sense and that's worth a damn then you can it can it can get to you emotionally. I just ain't that trusting of a person. Like I'm not gonna believe it's you till I meet you. I'm not gonna believe it's you till I can witness it for myself. Like the difference I feel like in getting like fooled in person, he had to put on an act. You he put in work to do that. This is simple. All you gotta do is call her, Skype her a couple of times. Like this I just I don't understand. Made me think of a Family Guy episode where uh when you say I'm not going to believe it's you until I see you. But it was an episode where they did like a, it was like a Jerry Springerish type talk show. Mm -hmm. And the person came to the show and said, I have to let you know that I'm not a, a woman. I'm really a man. And then it was a and horse. I'm not really they... a man. I'm really a horse. And then I'm not really a horse. I'm, I'm really a, a broom. A broom. Yeah. <laughs> and it and just fell on the floor after they <laughs> took the horse. Yeah. So it's hard to, well, with social media and online dating and all of this access that we have to people across those lines, it's really easy for people to con you out here. And mm. I'm just willing to say that anybody who is willing to ask you for money that has not put in a realistic investment, talking on the phone, texting, a visit here or there, to me, those are not investments worthy of trusting a person with money. Mm -mm. You're not getting it back. Nope. So that's going to have to be a donation or a gift. <laughs> You know, matter of fact, donation is matter of fact, write up a uh, write you up a receipt if you're gonna let somebody <laughs> borrow some money like that and at least get it tax deductible for next year. You <laughs> know, like it was a charitable even, do charitable donation. He ain't even asking for no small amounts of money. And how if you asking me for five thousand dollars? Why are you living in a place that costs a thousand twenty seven dollars a month? Obviously, you can't afford that, nigga. It depends on where that's at. That's like. Common in some places, depending on the uh, what is it? Cost, Cost of living. Of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely not like that down south. Hell no. I 
probably got the big one of the biggest floor plans you can find in uh, down here in this area, and it's a thousand. It's eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, people who come from like when I host some people here, they mm-hmm. come from other states and stuff from up north or out west. They be like, "This costs about <laughs> like two bedrooms. <laughs> like this is one bedroom where I'm from, and it's half the size." You know, so damn. It depends on where he live. About that thousand twenty-seven dollars. Context matters. I mean, it does, but I don't know. Either way, it I wouldn't I wouldn't text anything back. I guess the, the question was, what would you, how would you respond? But I would never be in this position because I wouldn't have gave him the five thousand dollars. So I wouldn't be having to consider whether or not I'm gonna give him an additional thousand dollars. Like, fuck you, do with that thousand or uh, five thousand, nigga. Like, and who asked for five? That's a lot of money. Who asked somebody for five thousand dollars? Like, I shit. how I would respond. I guess it depends on. I really don't feel like there is a level of love that would make me say, "You gonna get? You can get these five thousand, okay?" <laughs> I ain't giving my wife five goddamn thousand dollars without a formal written request with how she's gonna spend it and uh, how she plans on recovering our uh, uh, financial stability moving forward. Right? Like if we married. Not only do I love you, but I chose to spend the rest of my life with you. Which is trivial because I don't really, marriage ain't shit to me. But, <laughs> so, if I have it, I do. If I don't, I don't. But, I wouldn't even be giving that person $5,000. <laughs> you asking me to give a stranger yeah. across state lines mm-hmm. that I have never met mm-hmm. an amount of money that I wouldn't give to my, I don't give to my mama. <laughs> Not for no reason. <laughs> well, he just and like it just said he came on like some financial hardship. Doesn't say what the financial hardship was that he needed five thousand dollars. Where your family at? Where your friends at? Like that's another red flag. Yeah, you're coming to this stranger for that. Yeah. What kind of support system you got? Everybody probably tired of his shit. You done that's burned the, all them so That's where the red flag coming from. Either your whole family pole or they tired of fucking with you. <laughs> One of them two things. So why would I want to want to mess with you like that? I ain't trying. Mm-mm. That's just crazy. Like, And I do online dating, but we're going to meet. I'm not finna keep dragging this shit on. It's not going to happen. If you keep canceling, I'm going to just figure you're a fucking catfish. And I'm going to move on because it ain't no reason that we should not be able to meet. We it would never be seven months in. It would never be, cause I ain't gonna stay interested that long. It's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. I'm good. No, thank you. I don't even like talking on the phone as it is. How long is a reasonable amount of time to get into a relationship? I don't know. I ain't been in one in forever. This so don't, I don't even, even do. This say did this say they were in a relationship? No, they decide. They said they weren't gonna be exclusive until they met. So they're in a. No, they just talking. They weren't going to be exclusive until they met. So somebody <laughs> is phoning her up and it's okay. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Ask whoever you are not exclusive with over there on that side <laughs> for that money. Who didn't seen you. Yeah. And been in contact with you, actually. That's just, I don't know. That's, 
It wouldn't be me, so I don't have an answer because I wouldn't have gave him five thousand dollars. So I wouldn't have gave him a hundred dollars. I wouldn't have. I'm not sending you shit. Sorry. Not, not only would it. I not have given that person five thousand dollars, but I was gonna, I was gonna send a meme <laughs> and assume that the relationship was over at that point. <laughs> Some kind of nope meme or, or gif. <laughs> Something animated that shows nope, you that nope, nope, hell nope, nope. no. <laughs> so I ain't got time for it. Sit all the way down. It's not gonna happen. But I mean, an online dating ain't this. No. When I when I date online, I don't put nothing outside of seventy five miles if I can choose that. Yeah. And that's far for me. Yeah, it is. To be honest, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for people all over the globe i'm looking for people that it is realistic that i can meet and carry on a relationship yeah. with build a relationship with you can't build a relationship with somebody that you can't get to now the question it don't even change my answer if we had <laughs> met once every two weeks oh no that, i like, still ain't giving you five thousand no, no. the fuck if y'all ain't getting what i'm spitting out like a future version of me can come to the present and say, bro, I need $5,000 to save our life. And I'm going to be like, nah, bro, I don't believe you. Clearly, I believe you're me, right? We sound alike. We look alike. Everything is alike. You already breaking the rules of the universe. So, according to uh, according to uh, back to the Future, I'm fucked up anyway just because I done seen you. So I'm definitely not going to give you my last little change when you done fucked up this situation anyway. So you wouldn't even give yourself $5,000 is what you're saying. Hell no. I'll let him describe to me what's going on in the future. I'll let him tell me what companies are popping off and then I'll say, no sir, come back in two years after I check on these stocks you just gave me and then I'll give you all the change you want. Basically, this is just some shit that just would never happen. Like I so I can't fathom I cannot fathom a version of red that would be like five thousand dollars? Yeah, I got you. Oh, another thousand? Like I just even with all the alternative universes that might be out there and all the different versions of me, this is a situation where I don't think there is a a version of me that would have made this decision because what the fuck? Just no. (laughs) It's just stupid. No. You got to tell me what you got to do with that money before I say no to. I don't even give a shit. At that point, you don't know what I'm going to say no. Well, if I say no and you still are interested in carrying on a relationship with me, if I'm interested in carrying on a relationship with you, I would like to have known what you was planning on doing <laughs> with that money. Now, I know that there is no way for me to find out. No, because they but, live in a different state. Well, in the best case scenario, you'll see how creative of a liar they are. <laughs> and if they lies are even believable. I guess. Okay. Well, I guess that's all. Um if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to our Gmail account, which is conversationcurrentartist with an S at gmail.com, or you can send it in to the website. Um, there was a Georgia mom who thought it was a good idea to let her 12-year-old get a tattoo, and she is facing some backlash from that. Actually, I think she um was arrested. Will Fuller or Bill Fuller? What? 
Will Fuller or Bill Fuller? What are you talking about? So back in my hometown, <laughs> there was uh, a congressman running mm-hmm. for Congress named Will Fuller. You know that's my brother's name. I can see why what I asked you was very confusing right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it was a congressman named Will Fuller, and his signs was all over the place. Me and my friends started using Will Fuller to mean white folks or Bill Fuller to mean black folks so that we can talk about race in cold <laughs> in case we was trying to, you know, like if, if it were black, we'd be like, Bill Fuller. Are these well, white folks would be Will, like Will Fuller. Well, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Um, she decided, so the little girl wanted to get a tattoo and the tattoo is a Jesus loves tattoo. Uh, the tattoo is apparently bluish green with Jesus written above the cross and loves written below. So she got a cross and Jesus loves and she 12. Jesus loves what? I guess her, you, cats, dogs. He just love everybody. The clan. White supremacy. He lo- <laughs> I mean, when you leave a dot 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 behind it, you open the floodgates. I'm hoping at twelve she did not mean the clan or white supremacy, but who the fuck knows? I'm just saying. Cause even with like parental permission, I think it's six is it sixteen? It mm-hmm. is definitely not fucking twelve. Cause let me tell you something. And I say this to somebody that has seven seven tattoos. If my kid wants a tattoo, they are welcome to get a tattoo when they turn 18. You're not getting one in my house. Not because I have an issue with tattoos, very obviously, but at 16, you don't know yourself well enough to be getting a fucking tattoo. You really ain't going to know yourself well enough at 18. But if you want to go do that and do something stupid that you're going to look back on and when you're 38 and be like, what the fuck did I get this? That's your business at 18. But you not you you don't know enough to get a tattoo. A tattoo is forever. That's a permanent mark. I got my first tattoo. I think I was 21. Yeah, I was 21. So a 12-year-old coming to this. Well, well, mom, you got tattoos. I sure do. Fuck that got to do with you, though. <laughs> you ain't getting one. I got a lot of shit you don't have. <laughs> How about that? I got money and you don't. You want to go down the list of all the things that happened? You know, you're not getting a tattoo. It's not gonna happen. Sit down somewhere. I'm just. I don't saying. give a fuck if it is Jesus. I don't care who you're trying to get tattooed on you or what you're trying to. It's not gonna happen. I feel like she did Jesus because it's like, how can you say no to Jesus? <laughs> I can easy. No, n o one syllable. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, ma'am. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> How about I tell the police you beat my ass worse than a tattoo gonna feel? <laughs> How about that? Huh? You gonna have a daughter like that. Why you say that? Don't put that on me. Look, me saying that shit ain't gonna change what you gonna have. Why would like you? Like you believe it do. What? It does. No, it don't. <laughs> you did that with Remy. Now Remy's huge because you said he was gonna be. <laughs> it's not at all because he was gonna be huge anyway. Nope. Has nothing to do with <laughs> Why do you think I'm gonna have a daughter with a smart ass mouth? Well, Cause you gonna I, have, I, you got I, a smart ass mouth. I didn't even finish. You ain't question. gonna turn off smart ass mouth when you have a no, daughter. You gonna turn off cussing? Yes, is what you said. I am gonna turn off cussing, but you not like gonna turn. But now, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, I'm probably still gonna get smart with them. So your kid gonna have a smart mouth. Yeah. She gonna be smacking her lips and turning her head to the side, <laughs> and it's gonna set you off. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you're gonna give her a tattoo ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds accurate. That sounds accurate. Yeah. I can leave these marks on you. They won't be permanent. You want that? Go to school with that on you. You want that? Show your friends that. What is the Fuck charge? Down. Is it child abuse? Um, I didn't know. Uh, what is the charge? Endangering a child? Um, I don't know. Assault for the uh, tattoo artist? <laughs> What's well, not? Everything gonna be assault. I'm just saying. Why wouldn't it be assault? Why would it be assault? I'm trying to figure out. You just stab somebody with a needle, thirty five million <laughs> you times. You got their parents. Co- well, even with the parent consent, it's, it was illegal anyway. It wasn't. Yeah. You can't consent for a person that young. That's true. So essentially, what that tattoo artist did is stab the kid like a million times. Probably child abuse, I would imagine. Because they. So what happened is, the little twelve year old was very proud of her little tattoo, so she wore a strapless dress to school, and the teacher saw it, and they called the police because she's twelve and she's got a fucking tattoo. So the police came up there, and I can imagine DHR was called. I'm sure DHR it was probably abuse. should have been called first. What yeah. the police gonna do? Call DHR. <laughs> exactly. Police don't do nothing. That's what they do. Um, I so I would imagine child abuse is what the charge would be, because that is you. That's on her forever. But you still can't fix stupid. Like when we get a case from DHR and we work with parents, it's usually a parent did something that they. You know, that put the child in danger that they wasn't aware was going to put the child in danger. You know, not enough food. Uh, yeah. A whole bunch of people coming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, dirty house. Uh, not a monitoring the kids so they walk outside and, and be in the community and nobody know where they at. But this situation, this can't be fixed with counseling. Like, oh, no. What, how, what, how would that parent get their child back? Like if a Parent ain't monitoring their child right. We counsel them on monitoring their children. If mm-hmm. if they house ain't in order, we counsel them on appropriate parenting skills to get their house in order. Like, what do you do? Like her personal decision allowing her kid to get a tattoo. Like, that's just a stupid decision. That's indicative of her making stupid decisions for most of her life. I imagine. Oh, the charge apparently is just tattooing the body of a person under age eighteen. So that is a specific thing. Yeah, I guess it is. Well, how long? The, the well, girl reportedly told police that her father made her get the tattoo lying on the dead. The dad didn't have shit to do with this. But later said her father didn't want her to get the tattoo and that she wanted it herself. Nolan stated that her tattooed daughter no longer sees her father and that she had no idea her father let her get a tattoo. Meanwhile, Gaddy, which is the tattoo artist, reportedly said the mother gave the okay. Do you know how disrespectful a cross is? What do you mean? A cross. Why is that disrespectful? Because oh God, why do we be- use the symbol of the cross to represent Jesus when they nailed his legs and feet to this junk? <laughs> like, that's Jesus' trauma. <laughs> and we see him with crosses on our neck. How do we know Jesus is even okay with that? I mean, he's all forgiving, so he probably is. I think it's supposed to be a reminder of the sacrifice he made by being nailed to the cross. Maybe it's supposed to remind you of his sacrifice. That's the positive spin I'm going to attempt to put and on. And then we be in church drinking his blood and eating his flesh. What is normal about this stuff? He did that. Wait. 
Isn't that what he did with his apostles, though? He didn't eat their blood. He didn't. He, not not get real. No, it was representative of it, though. But why? I don't know. Why were they sacrificing animals and like putting the blood around their doors when God told them to and shit? Because they know. was crazy. He was the Messiah. <laughs> but they were don't doing it because God. Don't compare Jesus to none of them other folks. No, Jesus. but God told them to do. Have you ever seen Prince of Egypt? The way the way that the people who didn't get their first born taken was they had to take the blood of I think lambs and put it on the door and so then when the spirit came through that was killing the kids it didn't go into any of the houses they had the blood on the door. That is morbid as fuck. The Bible is morbid. There's a lot of shit in there that don't make no sense. I'm just, when you start thinking about the Bible, <laughs> it just get wacky. I don't even use that word. It just get, start to get wacky at some points. I'd be like. That don't make sense. Yeah, they don't. But like, it doesn't. Prince, I'm telling you. I guess, I guess the churches that I went to try to keep you from making enough sense to stop believing what they were saying. Cause like, make enough sense. Even with the Prince of Egypt, why all them people firstborn had to be killed because Pharaoh wouldn't do what the fuck he was supposed to. I mean, his firstborn got killed too, but just kill his. Why all these other people kids got to die? Fucked up. I'm just saying, I got a scar on my leg for when a, a iron fell on me when I was a little baby. Damn. I don't know what was happening to where I knocked the iron down onto my leg, but since I was younger than one, I had this scar on my leg. I ain't got no iron around my neck. <laughs> I ain't walking around with that. And if somebody asked me, Hey, Mr. On Point, what what symbol would you like for us to rep- re- um, recognize the sacrifice that you've made to be here? I wouldn't say <laughs> a iron. I don't even use the fucking iron on Monopoly. <laughs> is there an iron on Monopoly? It's an iron on one of these games. If it ain't Monopoly, I think I it is know. an iron on Monopoly. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't played Monopoly in a while. If It's not now. It used to be. But... but- Jesus getting a tattoo of Jesus is not gonna save you. So parents, just wait till they eighteen. Just just wait. Plus the fact first again, if my twelve year old daughter came to me, first of all, I would like to think that my twelve year old in the twelve years that she's gotten to know her mother would know better than to come ask me some shit like that because she already know what she's gonna get. But let's say she had some temporary insanity and she came up and she was like, Mom. I want to get a tattoo. I want to get a tattoo of Jesus. I <laughs> the level of of outrage. <laughs> I can't even describe. If you don't get your little ass on somewhere and sit down somewhere, but you said you weren't gonna be cussing. I'm not though. gonna curse. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not because I don't like. I really it pisses me off when I see people curse at their kids. If you don't go well, and have several seats because you didn't lost your mind. So you your little twelve year old body is not finna get nothing permanently put on it. Your little sixteen year old body. When you get a tattoo, if you get a tattoo, it will be when you are not in my home. And I, yes, I do have tattoos that ain't got nothing to do with you. So you're going to stop cursing altogether, or you just not gonna curse your kid out at your kid. I'm not going to curse at my kid. Okay, so you're going to use profanity, but it's not going to be targeted towards your children. And the level of it will... I cuss all the time. Every other word out of my mouth right now is a curse word. It, the level of it will not be the same. 
Because I don't want my look. Kids will embarrass. I didn't seen it. They embarrass the shit out of you. Cause they they all the time they at the house with you. They don't never drop the f bomb. Then you get out in public and they be like, Mom, look at this fucking duck. I ain't got time for that shit. Mm-mm. So I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna be able to cur- just stop cursing all together. I would never ever say because I know I can't. I'm not gonna curse at my children, and it will be a lot less cursing. And over time, I'm sure it'll get. I just you know won't probably even reach for the curse words because i'm gonna be so used to not but i just feel real sh- and much as i love cursing and that's why i curse my ass off now because guess what i'm gonna get it all out my system for some little reds come because i just don't like that shit every time i see a parent doing that shit like it don't take all that for you to get your point across to your kid i'm still gonna be a smart ass to my kids it just won't be a smart ass with cursing i told you i'm gonna set my kids up with words <laughs> that are not curse words that I'm gonna use in a context to make you them think that I'm cursing. You are going to have to practice that though, because you're gonna reach for the the, the right word. You gonna have to it. actively like reach for the wrong word. I'm gonna have to rebrand everything that I would say something bad about. Like instead of saying, "Can't stand these bitches," I, say, I can't stand these Jabberwockies. <laughs> Kid gonna be like, they gonna be confused. They gonna be looking around like Jabberwockies. What the. F- <laughs> what is he referencing? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> Who is that group of people? <laughs> then they're going to go to school and be called you Jabberwocky, and nobody's going to know the fuck they're it's talking gonna about. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> they're going to call me and be like, um, Mr. On Point, um, your child is spewing nonsense, and we don't know if this is mental health related. Would it happen to be Jabberwockies? <laughs> it actually is fantastic my plan is working like hell that thank you bye fucking terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> listen ain't nothing in the school rules that say kids can't say blurt out random crazy words that's they can't cuss true. yeah that's true. i ain't in trouble my kid ain't in trouble <laughs> it's gonna be like what they do on law and order when uh are you charging me with anything <laughs> am i free to go thank okay. you hang up <laughs> Exactly how I'm gonna do. Oh my god! But But in reference to what you said about your kid, I don't want a situation where my kid knows not to ask me any particular type of question. Why? I would rather my kid be comfortable enough to ask me anything and just be able to handle getting shot down when I shoot it down. (laughs) Like, I don't want a child in their little child like mine to create a level of criteria that they not going to ask me a question about. Because then it turns into, well, I'm not going to ask a question about if, you know, my boyfriend said this or did this. Or I'm not going to ask a question if my my friends asked me to do this. When you create... I feel like that's different. Well... I'm just saying when because you have what are the odds of my kid coming and being like, Mom, I want a tattoo. Like well, I don't I'm feel not, like that's what most twins. Well, the tattoo do. is still gonna be representative of the level of problems that your kid will have that they would ask you. It might not be about a tattoo. It, it might be about something that they deem important that they might be scared to ask you because you know nonsense and they don't know what <laughs> what they gonna get from you. They gonna get the truth, the unadulterated Red's version of the truth. I'm just, I mean, I'm just generally because I work with parents. I'm against parents creating an environment where their kids come up with things that they don't want to ask their parents. Like, not asking your parents about a tattoo makes sense, but it also represents a section of their brain 
where they have created a section of stuff they don't talk to you about. And just because they know about some, what about other things that they're paranoid about asking you about because they don't know how you're going to respond to it? But I plan to have an open dialogue with my kids about like dating because these kids, I got another story about a 16 year old that's coming up that got murdered by her boyfriend. So I, that's something that I'm going to be the instigator of. I'm going to be make sure they know they can come to me and talk to me about those kind of things. But like you come and ask me some nonsense, like you come and ask, but I just want you already going to know your mom well enough over the years to know that I'm going to be like, you didn't lost your mind. You're not getting a tattoo. No. And guess I know I have tattoos. And guess how old I was when I got these? 21. So when you get to be 21, you do whatever you want. Hell, when you get to be 18, you do whatever you want. Absolutely, because it's legal. But see, that's I think that's still a bad precedent. Why? If you tell a 10, 11-year-old from 10 or 11, you can do whatever you want when you're 18, you can do whatever you then you're going to get a kid that's doing all kind of outlandish shit because, well, I'm just wait till I'm 21. I'm just gonna, it's just going to build up. I don't think so because it, that would be if they couldn't do anything. I'm only talking about like ridiculous stuff. Like I just don't feel like it's gonna be enough stuff that they're gonna be like, I'm gonna do all, wait till I'm 18 and then just go out and do all of the shit that I. I feel like as they mature, I'm hoping <laughs> that they will see why I was like, no, you need to wait because you ain't even gonna want to do that when you get to be that age. Like it sound good now. Same way that I could not wait to drive at 16. I was so excited. I was like, can't wait to get my license and drive. By the year in, I was fucking tired of driving. I hated it. I was tired of it. My mama always wanted me to drive because she didn't want to drive. I fucking hated it. it. The idea of it was amazing in the beginning. But after I had to drive, I hated that shit. It was, it was, I hated it. I don't, and I don't, that carried on over. I still fucking hate driving. I had to go to Montgomery yesterday and I hated that shit. So, I didn't drive until I was like, 18 okay 17 18 that's when i got my license around mm -hmm. 17 18 i was getting ready to go to school i had not been driving very long the main reason is because when i was 14 my stepdaddy was adamant about putting me behind the wheel <laughs> you know didn't like this dude but you know what i was cool with it because it was driving yeah put me behind the wheel so i drive all the way down the street ain't no big deal my mama had got in the back he was in the passenger side my brother and somebody else was in the back. Oh, so this was just all bad. Just, just it was all bad. bad. So we decisions made that. I day. turn into the driveway, and we had this little kind of hill in our drive in front of our driveway. They mm -hmm. had a bunch of rocks and stuff. And my granddaddy just he built the house, but it was just a lot of debris and stuff around the house. So we put I pulled in and I put my foot on the because I had only I had only been pressing the gas this whole time. I didn't have the measure of how far I need to press over to the brake. So I pulled my foot over to press the brake, but I didn't pull it over far enough and I pressed the brake and the gas at the same time. Oh yeah, that gas canceled out that yeah, brake. Yeah, exactly. So what so we took off up kind of up the hill a little bit. Now, it kind of really made me be like, okay, driving ain't all this cracked up to be as hard and, mm -hmm. and I just scared everybody in the car. I don't know how this happened. But my mama teleported outside of the car. Like, by the time we was moving, I looked in the rear view. My mama was outside behind the car trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck she got out the car so fast. I have no idea to this day. I feel like she did some instant transmission shit like Goku. Like, she just immediately teleported outside the car. 
when she realized shit was about to go south. Everybody else was in the car. Except for her. And we all had to get out after this happened. She was outside the car. It just made me feel like she is not a she ain't a stranger to bullshit. <laughs> I can top that driving story. So before I got my license, my dad took me driving. Now me and my dad have never been close. And so I think my mom so my mom was one of them parents that like you you don't want to learn to drive with her she that parent that make you nervous as fuck because she like slow down why are you going put on the brake put on like she yeah it's like you you know i'm driving the car that you in like you might not want to make me nervous and shit like calm down i hated driving with her and so i had stopped i had stopped because she was crazy and it made me nervous and i got tired of it so my dad, I don't know why, he just decided he was going to help me out and teach me to drive. And we had a van at the time. Did great, okay? Went all the way down the road, turned around, did a great job. Because he cool. He don't, he wasn't yelling and screaming. Like, he was just, you know, you need to start slowing down. You know, he was more calm. My mom was just like, you need to start slowing down. You don't see that cat? Like, fuck. Like, stop. <laughs> Jesus. He wasn't like that. He was cool. I don't know what happened in my brain, but so we lived on this dirt road. So I'm turning off the paved road onto the dirt road. There was a stop sign at the dirt road, you know, for the people coming to get on the paved road. <laughs> so I needed to obviously put on the brake so that I could make my turn for whatever reason. No, I knew what it was. I had been driving with both of my feet. Okay, I wasn't using one foot for both. I had my left foot on the gas and my right foot on mm -mm. the brake. Mm -mm. Other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, other way around. So when I got ready to turn, because I was driving with both of my feet, I came down on both. <laughs> we like ran over the stop sign and like just landed in the ditch. <laughs> Bad enough to where a tow truck had to be called to pull the van out of the ditch. And keep in mind that this is the road everybody used to like go catch the school bus. So everybody saw the stop sign had been run over and everybody knew I did it. It was horrible. It was fucking terrible. I did not drive for a while after that. No, because my, my dad was just like, it's fine, whatever. I mean, I would, I, I would have expected him to react way worse than he did. But I was just like, fuck it. I don't want to do this shit no more. So it took me a little while to get back behind the wheel after that shit happened. But it was because I was driving with both of my feet. And I hit both, and yeah, that that shit lock it up, and it can't. The brake don't. You would think the brake would work over the gas. That would make more sense in a situation where you mash both. It's not how it works though. We zoomed off in that dip, ran that stop sign, slap over. Well, and everybody talking shit. I'm like, y'all fucking acting like y'all don't know when you get to the end of the road, you stop. You really need the sign to tell you that. You know, it's not a big deal. My granddad taught me how to drive in a cemetery. I mean, I guess you can't kill nobody. They yep, already exactly. did. <laughs> so we were just driving around the circles and, you know, going around. It it helped with turning. Like driving straight is easy. Mm -hmm. It helped with turning. It helped with knowing the brake pressure when to stop. Mm -hmm. It helped with a lot of those little intricate things that it takes time to learn. Mm -hmm. But if you learn them early and get used to them early, then you're all right. Like, yeah. so I'm glad that I learned in that way. My uncle taught me how to drive a stick, which was, was it just as hard? Yeah, I would say, no. After, I, so my dad and my uncle tried to teach me. My dad was unsuccessful because he had me thinking that I had to like 
time it perfectly, right? That I had to come off the clutch and mash the gas like in perfect synchronization. I didn't know that you would you eased up off the clutch as you're mashing down the gas. My uncle was the one who like let me. after that I had it. Like after I figured that out. Cause I kept stalling out because I was trying to find like the perfect moment to like swap them out. And you're supposed to like ease off of one while you're mashing the other one. But uh I I know how to drive a stick. I drove a stick for like shit four years. Back to an automatic now, but uh, and in Birmingham, I would not have a stick because all of this shit too hilly, and people like stop on your ass. And if I'm on a hill, it's almost impossible for me not to roll back at least a little bit while I'm like getting back into gear. So I would never have a stick here, not in this city. And I ran somebody over. But nope. Don't take your 12 year old to get a tattoo. Is what y'all should learn from this because you'll go to jail. It's illegal. You can't do that. You can give them permission to get married, but you can't give them permission she probably ain't to get gonna go to jail. Tattoo. I bet she ain't going to go to jail. She probably have to pay a fine. Yeah. That she can't afford because clearly <laughs> only people that can afford education <laughs> is making these kind of decisions. So she definitely ain't going to be able to afford probably not. a fee from making a poor decision if about her If I was a child. tattoo artist and somebody brought their toy, bitch, you don't get out of my shop. You lost your mind? Mm-mm, not doing it. That's why you pull out your temporary tattoos and stickers. Too, <laughs> <laughs> shy. Um, you know, as more legal immigration dialogue is coming out, I'm starting to think that there is a group of Americans. Well, it's not that I'm starting to think. I mean, I, I know that this group exists. I think Jeff Sessions is one of them that just don't want Latinos in America. Yeah. And just don't want anybody who would migrate from another place to be in America. Mm -hmm. This is about Even DACA. though they're here because of immigration, but I digress. This is about DACA. Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Um, have you ever heard of the DREAM Act? Mm-mm. The DREAM Act was proposed legislation to, um, it's an acronym for Developmental Relief and Education for Alien Minors. So, if you're born over here, mm -hmm. you're an American citizen. Okay. But if you are brought over here from Mexico as an infant, you're not. Right? Okay. So, the DREAM Act was something that was meant to help children who had been migrated over here as children and, and they like at least 12 years old now and this is all they know. Yeah. It was supposed to be a system by which those people could become legal immigrants mm -hmm. or legal citizens. Citizens, yeah. Um, now, the DREAM Act was proposed at a time when the military was going through some enlisting issues. And so requirements for the DREAM Act were that you had to serve in the military for two years. Now, ultimately, the DREAM Act continues and has gotten shut down because to those people who don't want Latinos in the country, period, they say it rewards illegal immigration. The problem with that is they're twisting it being a reward in a because it's not like you can capitalize off of it now. Mm -hmm. You can't capitalize on Like, you have to be 12. You have to be between 12 and 35 and have proof that you were uh, brought to America before that, within that time period. Mm -hmm. Like, as a before you were 12 years old. Mm -hmm. You know? 
DACA is um, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival. So this is like the subsequent legislation that was posed for this group of people. Because what happened is no legislation passed that was going to send them back or make them citizens. So they kept going to schools. They kept getting education. They began being enrolled in colleges. They've become ingrained in the American society. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, Trump is deciding whether DACA is going to continue. Now, what this did was this legislation put trust in immigrants that America would do right by them if they did right by America. Mm-hmm. And the problem becomes you're talking about people that are currently in high school or currently in college that if this legislation is ended, one, they're going to lose all the trust in the Latino immigrant communities and they're in threat of be, being deported. To a place they ne- don't know anything about because they never really lived there. Exactly. They were born there, but you don't remember shit and, from and when you were There's a infant. long list of these people. And so all it's going to take is for somebody to look on a list of them and go to their school and get them and take them. So it's it's really frustrating to me that America was built on the melting pot that it's been built on and people today are trying to find a way to reverse it. And what it's going to expose is whether Donald Trump was really trying to target the criminal and bad Latinos that he was talking about or if he's about to target all Latinos regardless of how they may be contributing or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, it's just disrespectful. It is. It's disrespectful to. Be a disrespectful motherfucker. It's disrespectful to all brown people. And not just Donald Trump. Anybody who supports that move. Jeff Sessions, uh, the white nationalist, Steve Bannon and and, uh, Gorka and all these different people. It's just, I don't expect more out of them, but. Donald Trump is making it sound like this is a hard decision. I don't know what decision I'm going to make. I mean, he got Republicans and his base to appeal to because he said we're going to do something about this illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. And that is a part of illegal immigration, whether you want to regard whether those people are contributing to American society or not. Mm -hmm. You know, but the other question becomes like how how humane and moral is it? Well, not humane, but how moral is it to send somebody who don't know anything about a country they came from back to that country while it's in peril? Because a lot of kids over here have come from Venezuela, and Venezuela is far different than it was in the, in the past few two or three years. Mm-hmm. It's changed dramatically. Like they suffering over there. They are, they're going to go legitimately into a third world country from America. So it never ceases to amaze me the level of bullshit that this administration can can put on the table but it's just now starting to just be very disappointing to see that a a lot of our country supports these directions too so that's all i got for that okay so since i brought it up let's get into this 16 year old that was put in a suitcase because people are terrible the body of 16 year old emily pagero pagero 
was found stuffed in a suitcase this morning in La Guama, Dominican Republic. So far, we know that the girl was five months pregnant, and according to reports, she never returned home after going to a doctor's appointment with her boyfriend on August 23rd. The man did not want Pagero to have the baby, and neither did his mother, Marlon Martinez. Since then, um, since abortions are illegal in the Dominican Republic, Marlon performed a botched abortion on his girlfriend, which led to her bleeding to death. He also appears to have hit her with a blunt object, which fractured her skull. Martinez has allegedly confessed to the murder, and his mother, Marlon, allegedly helped him get rid of the body. Pagero's family doesn't believe they'll receive total justice since she works for the government. Why wouldn't she get justice because she worked for the government? Wouldn't that make it more likely to... I don't know what kind of... Government they have. The they got. Or... I don't know. Diplomacy they got. What kind of word I'm supposed to use? What word encompasses all government? <laughs> government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like between like fascism, socialism, capitalism. They're all, all forms of government. They're all forms of government. There's not a word that represents them. It's just forms of government. I guess. I, don't, if there is I guess one, it depends I on what of form it. of government they company operate under. Well, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to assume because she had blunt force trauma to the head that she was not in agreement with this uh, back alley abortion that he did. And so he hit her in the head to keep her still while he attempted to do it. Like abortions is not something it's not like, you know, taking out a tooth. But that's because you don't want to go to the. What do you mean it's an assumption? It's an assumption. Why else would he have bashed her in the head if she was down with doing it? Maybe she said, yeah, let's do this back alley abortion. And she started bleeding to death. And she said, put me out of my misery. Nigga. And then he hit on the top of the Nigga. head to make sure that shit. Nigga. What? No. 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 Why not? That is not plausible. Are you serious? It is plausible. No, it is not. <laughs> it's not. Well, he already... Uh, it, he already confessed to murdering her, so if that ain't a question. Well, if I if I poke you in the arm with a needle, mm-hmm. and somehow you bleed to death from that, I murdered you. Yes. Well, or manslaughter. If they're giving him murder charges, he'd get manslaughter. They charge him. I'm with just murder. saying. We don't know if she died from the bleeding to death or from the blunt force trauma. I don't think she died from the blunt force trauma, but I think the blunt force trauma is indicated that she wasn't down with it. I didn't say she died from the hit to the head. I think he hit her in the head so he could do the abortion. Knowing he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then she bled to death while she was out. That would make more sense than him doing it and then her being like, oh, I'm in so much pain. Just hit me over the head and put me out of my misery. Nigga, don't. You, I'm glad you're not a lawyer. What you mean? Because they would get locked up. That is not a defense that would pass. She told me to hit her in the head. She well, wanted it. I'd be a fucking amazing lawyer if it wasn't no evidence to prove that he busted in the head first and then performed it. If I could convince a jury somehow that he did that shit after the fact in order to show some empathy towards her and keep her from suffering anymore, I'd be a fucking fantastic she, lawyer. Okay, so people who want abortions don't go to doctor's appointments. People who are planning on killing a child anyway, they don't go to doc. That ain't how that work. She was going to a doctor's appointment with this nigga when she died. Like, they don't do that. If I'm going to kill the baby, fuck, I care what kind of condition it's in. It's going to die anyway. She wouldn't have been five months. She going to the doctor for five months for a child she going to kill. Your client 
bust her over the head and performed a botched abortion that led to her bleeding to death. Listen, your you client's know, a bitch. <laughs> you know about suicide. I do know about and suicide. And you know that a person that commits suicide don't plan to commit suicide. They schedule out their whole week. Yes. And in the middle of that week, they'll commit suicide. They mm -hmm. had every intention of carrying out what they was going to do. How do we know she just didn't have the intention of carrying out everything she was supposed to do on her schedule and at a whim said, we can do this? Go ahead. It's not like here, okay? Here, you can go get an abortion on a whim because abortion is legal. You can go to a doctor where you won't die. I don't think somebody in the Dominican Republic where it's illegal or on a whim, not even go to like, because I'm sure there's some people there who got an underground abortion thing where they doing abortions and the, and the government don't know about it. He didn't even do that. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the shit. I'm going to be the one to. I just don't believe that anybody would agree to that. If she was going to get an abortion, I'm sure there are places she could have went to. Because I know it's somebody making some money off of the fact that this shit is illegal and ain't no other way for you to get it unless you come to them. You're not going to tell me there ain't no black market abortions going on. He ain't even want to pay for the shit. This nigga said, I got it. <laughs> I can do it. I wonder what he did. I don't. Like, you poking around up there, I'm sure. Because <laughs> like, why you, you don't. Man, there's <laughs> other ways that he could have did this. He, You got four months, okay? Yeah. You could have sabotaged all her heels and took her to the highest steps that you can find. <laughs> you know? I hate you so much. He could have knocked her ass down the stairs. Why didn't he just knock her down the stairs? Because the all of that implies saying. him. Like, if he sabotaged her heels and she falls, she going to get up and be like, oh, no, the baby. <laughs> we going to go to the hospital. They going to say, what happened? And she going to say, my heels broken. <laughs> this happened. And he going to be like, oh, no. Like, he can play the role. Oh, fucking... This is why you. I hope you never start your petty industry because this ain't petty. This I'm is not horrible. getting the murder. Okay. I'm not dabbling in murder. <laughs> now, if you want to just, if you want leverage up on another person psychologically, like if you want to know how to get a, a leg up on your roommate, go get a toothbrush, brush it around the toilet stool one time, put it back. Psychologically, you winning everything. Okay, it don't matter what they do. You can just think back to that moment. This is what petty is for. <laughs> petty ain't for murder. I'm just saying, if you are going to murder, why you do? Well, he wasn't even trying to murder her. He was just trying to kill the baby because he didn't want to have nothing to do. Like, and this goes back to what I was saying about wanting to have an open conversation with my kids. Okay, I have a coworker who has a, uh, is there, he's a cousin, he a cousin engineering major and extremely intelligent young black boy dumb as hell when it come to like common sense book sense though he got plenty of that now why he just graduated this past so he just started college got a bright future ahead of him while he was in high school he was messing around with this little ratchet ass girl who has no future who started at miles and had to drop out because she couldn't she couldn't cut it at miles. So Miles, let me let me explain Miles to y'all real quick. <laughs> Have you ever been to the project? <laughs> okay. Um imagine the projects <laughs> with one fancy building in the middle. <laughs> that is a school. Okay. 
That is what Miles That's is. That's what Miles is. That's the reference. Yes. Mind you, Miles, the first time I went to Miles, <laughs> I was driving and my GPS, the area I was in, it was like two miles away. And I'm like, when is when is it gonna start looking good? <laughs> and so I'm like 0.3 miles away, and I'm like, it's houses boarded up and shut down. I'm like, ain't no way in fuck there is a university back here. And lo and behold, when I go down point three more miles, there is a fucking university back here <laughs> with a flame. <laughs> and I'm like, so that is the miles she reference. Could not cut it at miles. Okay, continue. So what she did was what and this is why i don't care if i have a daughter if i have a son you gotta let your kids know these type of things i don't give a fuck what gender my child is so what this little heifer did was in her mind she's like i ain't gonna be able to do shit she come from an ain't shit family who had the same mentality that she got because that's where she got it from and so she purposefully got pregnant by this nigga. so now he in his first semester with his engineering degree like working towards his engineering degree and they, they ain't together right he didn't broke up with her because she crazy and they didn't have all kind of issues during the time they've been dating now she pregnant now you're gonna be tied to this ratchet heifer for the whole rest of your fucking life because you didn't wrap it up because she saw you as a meal ticket because she's not gonna be able to sustain herself because she doesn't have what it takes to do so and now you didn't got trapped. You know, this is why you have to talk to your son. If you have, if you have a son who has, who got all this promise, you need to let him know how these heifers are. Cause some of these girls, this is what they do. I ain't going to be able to do shit. So let me, let me get a meal ticket another way. And like, I know this to be the case because he took her to the prom and my co-worker like somebody in the family overheard her family talking about oh girl they got money because he comes from a nice family the whole family got this mentality of you just get somebody with money so that you will have money don't go out and make your own way no no just get knocked up by somebody who do have money let me clear up some things i want to talk about abortion for a second um as i'm pro-life no, as I'm pro-choice. Damn, why I say that? <laughs> I am pro-choice. Republicans, the far-right pro-lifers, try to paint pro-choice as is pro-baby killing. Yeah. Like like we crumbopulous Michael or something. I just love killing. <laughs> killing. <laughs> I that just love a, killing. That's a Rick and Morty reference if you don't know. <laughs> you know, like, no. That is about the choice that the individual makes. You know, I'm not about infringing upon the rights of people to make the choices that they want to make with their life. So that's why I'm pro choice, but I am not condoning abortion. I'm not condoning killing babies. I'm condoning safe sex. I'm condoning using contraceptives yep. to avoid having children. If you don't want to have them, yep. I am 32, 33 without kids by design. <laughs> If I had wrote a plan out in a book when I was zero years old, <laughs> if I could write instead of being just made of whole earlobe, oh my god, which is you why I earlobe. That babies are made of fucking earlobe. Babies are not made of earlobe. They're not made of cartilage. They just, their bones are just soft when they're born. They, they might as well bones. be cartilage. 
They might as well be made of cartilage. They're just soft bones. They have to harden up. They're they're not made out of cartilage. The I'm cartilage just saying. Stays soft. Just soft bone. If soft bone is the is the same feeling as cartilage, then what difference <laughs> do it make? Because the bones become the soft bones become bone bones as they get older, and you give them the nutrients that they need. Cartilage just stay cartilage. Well, it's always gonna be cartilage. Well, when they're first born. The top of their head is soft enough to fuck their whole life up. <laughs> so it ain't no point of calling bone bone <laughs> when it don't do what it's supposed it's to do when you're bone. born. It is not bone by, by its function. It's bone by what it is. It's a bone. <laughs> well, you call it what you want to. <laughs> let your kid fall on their head. <laughs> I'm not gonna let my kid fall on their head. I don't want when they get when it's bone bone. I don't want to fall you on their drop. head. Then. You came out fine. That is not the case for everybody. And I'm <laughs> sure my mother would have rather my uncle not drop my ass. He dropped me and my cousin. We loved it. My cousin's a magistrate. Just built her first house all by herself. She's not married, so we turned out good. Just, but he didn't know that when he dropped us. He just clumsy as shit. Y'all turned out good, it. but what if y'all could have turned out great? We probably would have turned out better had he not dropped us. We'll never know. That took y'all down 20 IQ points. We'll never know now. He I forgot us. what I was going to go with. You said that you're not condoning abortion. I'm not condoning abortion. I'm not condoning any of that. Oh, if I was a little bitty baby and I could write a whole plan out, that whole plan would indicate that I ain't having no kids. Well, Mr. On Point, how you going to avoid having kids? Well, one, I ain't going to just have sex with anybody out here, okay? <laughs> I'm going to have criteria yeah. by which I choose people to be sexually active with. So I don't have a lot of sexual partners as it pertains to my life because I don't, I've don't. just not had sex with anything out there. Two, anytime I've ever had sex, I have used protection. Protection is a must. Have to have protection i have had sex with somebody that was on birth control without physical protection but that's even questionable to me <laughs> i wouldn't do that again i wouldn't do that again i don't care I'm, I'm just using condoms until i get ready to have kids well and that's why again i think back to wanting to have an open dialogue with my kids like look Susie. Is seem real nice right now until she gets you and she got your, ch your kid now you got to be tied to this crazy bitch for the next 18 years more than that really for the whole rest of both of your life or as long as this child is alive just wrap it up I'm not going to sit here and act like you're going to be celibate I would prefer that but I'm, I live in a world of realism and I know all I'm saying is don't go get these ratchet ass bitches pregnant I don't want my grandchild to have a ratchet bitch for a mama please and thank you just wrap it up, nigga. Wrap it up. Because guess what? You have a future. Me and your father have worked very hard to ensure that you have a future. Don't go flush it down the toilet because you fucking with Susie over here. Wrap it up. <laughs> now, this is a universal message for all murderers and potential murderers. All right? Oh, shit. If you're going to commit murder, <laughs> if there was a list that... Compr was compromised of all of the smart ways and dumb ways to kill there's a bunch of smart ways to do it there's a bunch of dumb ways to do it i'm just saying you need to do it the smartest way you can oh all right bashing somebody over the head with something and then jogging around in their vagina and creating a situation where they bleed to death is not a good way to go about it that's not 
He tried. He put in a suitcase, and then he put him and his mother because the mother has been. Um, she was. She helped him get rid of the body. They folded her up, and they put her in a suitcase because that makes sense. So parents, make sure you're talking to your kids because you don't want your 16 year old to be pregnant and folded up in a suitcase. What? No. Yes. The parent. That was supposed to be talking to this dumbass <laughs> was helping his dumbass fold his damn dead girlfriend up. But I, the, how the, are you gonna expect that parent? Like, not this, that. I'm talking about the girl, the girl's parent. I'm saying any message. Oh, the girl's parent. Okay. The girl's parent, not his. Obviously, his mama crazy as fuck because she was helping his ass. No, the girl's parents. If the girl's parents had gotten, if she had gotten what she needed to learn to not do this dumb shit, that she'd still be alive. She's uh, dead because she got pregnant by a crazy motherfucker with <laughs> decided, I ain't gonna have this baby. You ain't gonna have this baby. We gonna get rid of it by any means necessary. <laughs> when that, that means you have to lose your life, well, bitch, sayonara. You gotta be, have an open, like, you know, I've worked with parents who shut off dialogue with their kids about dating or they, they act like they don't want to know about it. You better want to know. You better be having conversations with them because what you're saying is you would rather them be doing all this shit and figuring this shit out without your input. And we all know teenagers don't know shit. They don't. That's why they, they're you responsible for them for so long because they don't know shit. So you need to be involved. You need to know what's going on in their relationship so that you can help them make better decisions because they ain't nothing but a big bag of hormones running around. Man, I got a friend that believed all the dumbass shit he heard about pregnancy. He was saying stuff like, all she got to do is swallow a cap full of Clorox and she ain't going to be pregnant. Like, if you Ooh, want your kids the, learning shit like that from the people around them, don't talk to your kids. I hope my daughter don't run into a nigga who believes shit. If you think I'm finna drink some bleach, bitch, you the lost. <laughs> you want me to swallow a cap full of bleach? Is that what you just said to me? I Are hope, you fucking I out of I hope my daughter mind? do run into somebody like that. Why? She can roast the shit out of his ass. <laughs> put him up in school. Hey, girls, don't holler at this man. Don't let him convince you into drinking a cap of Clorox. I had trying to kill bitches. A cap full of Clorox. Oh, my God. What the fuck? She going to no. come home and be like, Daddy, you will not believe <laughs> what this nigga said to me today. Brace yourself. <laughs> oh my god like you y'all you, and i get it like i can imagine having a kid you don't want to think about them having sex you don't that's why parents don't be wanting kids to date and shit but here's the thing you not letting your kid date you saying some shit like you can't date till you get out of my house it's not gonna stop them from dating it means they're gonna be sneaking around and it means that when you find out that they are dating is when she come and say mom i'm six months pregnant because she didn't hit it for the six months because she didn't want your ass to know that's what's gonna happen you're not gonna stop that them from interacting with the opposite sex that is just not how that happens and either that's gonna happen or they're gonna be the kind of kid who does don't date they're not gonna date anybody because you said they couldn't then they're gonna go to college and get turned the fuck out because they don't know anything because they hadn't had any experiences and now they don't have your watchful eye and they just out here doing whatever the fuck ever like that you need and i think that's the worst situation yeah i think the worst situation is somebody who is genuinely seeking happiness from another person 
but they don't have the experience to know that they're not choosing properly because yeah. you didn't allow them the opportunity to build up a filter and to help them build a filter yep. by how to realize who is good for them and who is bad for them. That's what allowing a person to date does. Yep. I mean, to me, like, as soon as a kid turned teen, when 13 come behind their name, I think that's old enough to ask a kid who they like and see if, you know, they want to, you know, moms can sponsor a trip to a movie yep. or something like that and watch them and, and tell them, hey, open the door for the girl now, you know, yeah. and hey, ask her what she likes, you know. So, or tell your daughters, you know, I ain't seen him open the door for you. He didn't seem like he was really respectful, so... I'm going to make sure I have a conversation with him about what I expect as far as it pertains to my daughter. Like, it gives you an opportunity to let your children know what they should expect out of yep. relationships. Because that ain't something that just comes. That's a taught, that's a learned thing. And if you are not letting them learn that while they're at home with you, where you have some semblance of control on how it goes, what you're going to do is you're going to send them out into a world full of folks who parents did let them do that and who do know what the fuck they're doing and who going to see your child looking like a little lamb and they're going to get attacked by the lions is what's going to happen. And you should never want your child to be, I want my child to be as prepared as, as humanly possible when they get outside of my house. Now, is am I going to be able to cover everything? Absolutely not. Are they still going to bump their head and, and make mistakes? Absolutely. But as much as I can keep them from having to deal with that i want because i already know they're gonna have to do it i already know they're gonna make some stupid decisions but as much as i can give to them before they get out of my house i want to do that and you're doing them a big disservice by saying they can't date because again one or two things either they're gonna date behind your back and because they sneak it around, they're going to be doing all of this shit that they don't need to be doing and you're gonna be a grandma at the tender age of uh, 38 <laughs> or they're going to follow your rules and they're not going to date. And they're not going to see anybody. And then they're going to go to college and they're going to run into an upperclassman who see that they naive as fuck and they're going to get taken advantage of. And you should not want either one of those eventualities for your kids. So stop being so fucking like, you're just going to have to get over it. Yeah, is it uncomfortable to think about your child dating and shit? I'm sure it is. You're just going to have to get past that. Because what's more uncomfortable, them dating or you being a grandparent early? Or them dating or you hearing about your daughter being, had a train ran on her? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that that is definitely not something you want to hear about your kid. Got to pick. How much of that is your fault? How much of what is your fault? Like, if your kid becomes that. I think a lot of it is. Because you didn't prepare them. Your job as a parent is to give your kids the tools they need to survive. Now, you can't make them use those tools. That part is a choice on their part. But if I don't even have the tool, I definitely can't use it. And you as a parent failed. Now, if you, you can give all your kids all of the things that we're talking about. You can let them date. You can show them the ropes. You can show them all of this. And they can still go out there and do what the fuck they want to do. But in that instance... I would take solace in knowing I tried because they still have autonomy, right? And they still can make decisions. And just because you gave them the tools don't mean that they're going to use it. But your job as a parent is to give them those tools. The usage is on them. And that's what I always tell my parents. Like, you can do everything right. And the kids still make stupid decisions because they have autonomy. But you need to know as a parent, you gave them what they needed. And they just chose to not use it. Not that you kept them so sheltered that they didn't know how to respond in that situation. Or they didn't know how to watch out for those kind of people. 
they thought that oh because somebody said something oh well he said this so he obviously he means it niggas lie bitches lie folks lie <laughs> so you know i feel like it's your fault if you didn't give them the tools i think a lot of it goes back to the parents now if you gave it to them and they just made shit decisions that's on them okay that's how i view it but yeah um police officer in georgia said uh we only kill black people because right that's, that's what they say right so a georgia officer pulled over a white lady that was pretty anxious about being pulled over and she had her hands on the wheel and you know the officer was trying to figure out why she was so anxious and and uh, she was pretty much like you know i, I keep seeing people get shot by the police and you know i, I just don't i don't want to get shot like i don't want that to be an issue and mm -hmm. he pretty much assured her that it wasn't gonna happen to her because we only kill black people this, this is what he said um right that's what they say we only kill black people so you you kind of got nothing to worry about and that was the gist of what he, what his dialogue was and it just raises a bunch of flags the first thing is that it helped me understand that that white lady like she really believed that this was a universal problem that everybody faces from police um people who get shot for no reason um well recently there was a white lady that got shot the one that she was well, the we one don't know what happened her. yet yeah justine rogers <laughs> we don't know what happened with her yet um they say she hit her hand on the back of the police car and it seemed aggressive and that's that what, still ain't no reason to shoot her ass well though. i mean that's what made them prepare to shoot prepare to shoot and then i guess when she walked up to the window that is making it sound like somebody pulled a trigger but i don't know this whole thing just absolutely disappeared because if this was a black person that had been killed the black community was not finna be quiet about it yeah but it's a white person that got killed and nobody ain't said nothing yeah they just used that what they're gonna do now is use that to say that not only black people get killed by police white people get killed by police too and it's really really coincidental that it was a muslim american that did it anyway um so so that's but still that's that's still one component to it then the other component is they were trying to say that he was his comments were clearly aimed at attempting to gain compliance by using the passenger's own statements and reasoning to avoid making an arrest how would you do that with a black person then you know what i'm saying yeah. like he was trying to make her feel a little bit more at ease in order to deal with her by throwing black folks under a bus how do you do that with black people like what comment would he have made to a black person i don't would he know. have been concerned that they were fearful probably not they would have or he probably would have thought they had drugs or something you know what i'm saying he probably would have attributed the anxiety to something else to some kind of some criminal activity criminal activity yeah i don't think it would have been like why are you so scared it would have been like what you got in the car type shit now the next part of this dialogue is going to go into some conflict with how the a problem like this is, should, should be handled police officers like comedians comedians i feel like they have very they should have very little limitation on how they talk about the world it's jokes it's jokes it's a lot of material that they try to soften 
you know, things that are really complicated, really frustrating, really problematic to the American dynamic. I feel like that's one of those positions where boundaries are going to be less strict. Mm-hmm. A government official. No. Boundaries are extremely are, are set yeah. and strict, mm-hmm. especially when we have a situation where a lot of the world, even without the black black culture stuff, is thinking that we live in a police state. And then when you add a component that, you know, there have been black men that have been killed by police and it's been a lot of issues to use that as any kind of reason in, a, in a, any kind of context, whether it was a satirical tongue and cheek a joke to help her feel more comfortable. It it just was unnecessary. Yeah. The problem that comes along with that is that he's going to retire instead of be fired. So the question becomes, is he really suffering consequences from it? No. You know, him not being able to be a cop no more because he made a bad decision ain't a consequence. Because he's going to get his retirement and pension. Well, he would be entitled to his retirement anyway. Well, the pension he wouldn't be. He's going to get his pension. See that, and that really don't set a precedent for any other person not to do it. Mm-mm. They can just retire early. He been on the force for like thirty years. So oh I yeah, mean, he definitely in his. I'm pension. pretty sure he gets some loot. Only way he wouldn't get his pension is if he was fired for like some reason. But he's voluntarily um, retiring, so he don't get his pension. But you know, this is just more evidence that it's two different systems in America. And uh, one for poor people, one for wealthy people, one for white people, one for black people. It's a bunch of dual systems. So, uh, I'm not. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm beyond taking these opportunities to bash police as a unit because I mean, the police chief came out and said, uh, "I've known Lieutenant Abbott for a number of years, and I've always perceived him to be an honorable man." He made a mistake. I don't know what in his was in his heart, but I certainly know what came out of his mouth and it's inexcusable and we have to take the appropriate action. I just don't know what triggers them watching these police videos. I know it's not somebody in the police department that just sit there all day and watch how no. police officers behavior is on these on these videos. They may like when I this work- happened a year ago. This happened in July 2016. When so did they see it back then and now they taking action which means they sat on it for a year or was it somehow triggered for some kind of audit recently and that's then- what i was gonna say when i worked for 911, you know they record everything and they you know we were aware or made aware that at any time they could do an audit and they would just pull tapes from whenever and it, you know if they obviously obviously they would do it if a complaint was made against you as an operator but they also just randomly did audits and they might pull a tape where you want you know where you on and you might get called into the office to talk about how you handled that particular situation so they may have an auditing system where they'll just pull random tapes and audit them um it's interesting. I mean, I, I, it would be interesting to figure out what these police officers are doing and how they're treating different people. Like, it'll be real interesting to be able to see statistics that come from behind an intense study on a particular police department of watching day videos yeah. to see what's going on. That would be really interesting to see how much of this happens because we just 
happen to be catching a dialogue like this on TV. I mean, on on, on the audio. I mean, what if it's uh, imagine what a dialogue cop say if they pull over some you know Confederate flag towing redneck and they start talking about Black Lives Matter like. I can just see them both talking shit about it and it just being a negative exchange, which really gives some insight into how that police officer feels about the legitimate concerns of a community that they expected to put to police. So, but that's all I got about that. Don't talk about this shit no more. Uh, last thing I have is a girl in South Africa, a student, requested $100 to help her with her school expenses and mistakenly was given a million dollars and she went out and she spent sixty thousand dollars now let me tell you something (laughs) that was stupid of her because when you accidentally are given money you are not the the bank or the the loan fault they're not going to be the one at fault if you spend that money because they're going to say you knew it wasn't yours and you shouldn't have spent it and that's exactly what they have told her so now she has to spend uh she has to pay that sixty thousand dollars back and i think they said her account was spend it for misuse of funds let me see um yep they blocked her account all of her accounts have been blocked and she is responsible for reimbursing the spent money which totaled at sixty thousand I wonder what she spent that on. Ain't no tell. She probably buying all car, every, everything she ever wanted. <laughs> was it a black student? I don't know. It didn't say South Africa, but they could go either way. Oh yeah, she probably white. Like why would? What you... kind of financial aid system they got in South Africa? Well, she had only. I mean, she had got approved for a hundred dollars. I guess they put too many $100. zeros in. hundred dollars. Yeah. How kind of loan is that? Maybe they shit ain't. This as was exp- a student loan. Yeah, maybe they shit ain't as expensive as I. How much college costs over there? Six hundred dollars. I don't know. Let me see. Let me make sure. But I'm pretty sure it said a hundred dollars. I wouldn't even take that. <laughs> she was expecting a hundred dollars to assist with books and food. <laughs> she went ham out here. She probably went to a Beyonce concert. She probably did. And I'm saying it sixty she spent sixty thousand dollars for a college student. She probably just bought everything she could possibly want. You ain't gonna buy a house or nothing like that because you in college. You may have a car, maybe not, depending on I don't know how South Africa is as far as that is concerned. But like if you in college, it ain't a lot of shit you you know, you could buy. So like I think she probably just all kind of little electronic shit everything she ever wanted she probably went and bought she got to pay so let me tell you if i log into my bank account right now and it say that i got a million dollars in that bitch i'm not touching that money because i know i ain't got no million dollars and i know as soon as i spend that money regions gonna want they shit back regions is gonna be like you knew that money wasn't yours <laughs> we gonna need it back and i don't have a million dollars to give to them or sixty thousand, however much it would be, I would spend. Cause depending on how fast they fa- see, now I would go buy a house because I'm an adult and I ain't in school. So a million dollars, I could go uh, buy a, a pretty okay house in like Mountain Brook or some shit. How much should a financial mistake cost? The exact uh, wait for who? The person who received the money. The person or the- who made the mistake. I mean, the person who made the mistake might have got fired. I mean, depending no, on... No, the establishment that made the mistake. They ain't going to get none. They should. 
because if I drop three hundred dollars out of my pocket in the wind, I learned that lesson because I ain't getting that damn money back. It's gone. Somebody gonna grab it. Somebody gonna come up off of chance. Well, right? I mean, the establish- like, that girl is not gonna give them sixty thousand dollars right back. So they learned the lesson of they either gonna have to set up some payment arrangements with her because she, I'm sure she bought stuff and she may not be able to like return it and get the money back. So the lesson that they learned is it gonna take them a little while to recoup that loss. If they even recoup it at all, you can't take blood from a turnip. So if she can't give them the money back, then they're going to have to write that shit off. I feel like if you're a person who that happens to and you don't spend the money, I feel like they should give you something like a reward type situation. They should, but I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. That's why if it happened to me, I'm, I'm taking all that money out of the bank. But what you gonna do when they ask for it back? They gonna want their money back. I'm gonna they tell gonna, them I got it. They gonna tell you what? I'm gonna tell them I got it. And they're gonna say, give it to us. I'll think about it. That is not gonna work. You I ain't spent a penny of it. I know where it is. You gotta give it back. I feel like I go to jail out of principle. <laughs> I feel like I spend some time in the bin. Well, you know, if the. You, how long can you stay in contempt of court? Because they can keep you in there for a while on contempt without putting like a a, a limit, uh, like they without them saying you're going two years in the. They could just say we find you in contempt and we're gonna lock you up till you compliant. Then what? They can't do that. They can put you. In, I don't know how they long. can't put you in jail for an undisclosed amount of time. Now they can lollygag around the process, but to me, this gets all into how corporate America is so deeply embedded into the government that the government going to consistently protect these private systems any way they want to. And I don't like it. I just say, I got your money. <laughs> I got it. Now, the longer, the longer y'all do stuff to me, the longer it's going to take for you, you to get it. <laughs> but I got it. You don't know where it is. I, I just. I know I just have always known like if I even in college if I had been in college and I knew I was supposed to be getting I got refund checks if I knew I was supposed to be receiving a certain amount and I received more I might not have said nothing but I wouldn't have touched the money because I feel like at some point they're gonna ask for this shit back at some point somebody's gonna realize this mistake that they made and they're gonna expect me to give this money back so I'm gonna spend it and I'm the kind of person that give the money back you know but and and it's good when you give it back to a person. They'd be like, man, I just didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was working at Red Lobster, I lost $100. And the server turned it into the manager. I went to the manager and said, I lost a $100 bill. He said, well, it's your lucky day. He told me the name of the person that turned it in, and I went and thanked him for it. You know. Did you give him a reward for turning the money in? She didn't want nothing. Oh, okay. She didn't want nothing. I tried to give her some money, but she she just she just did what she wants somebody to do for them. And yeah. so when it's an individual one on one person, it's it's a different situation. But when it's a system that know they can get their money back, that can that's willing to throw you in jail because they made a stupid mistake, like I'm gonna try to do whatever I can okay. to work that. A hundred dollars. Like let's say you put in the decimals. That's five zeros. How did you mistakenly go from five zeros to however many zeros it would be for a million dollars? Like you just mashing the zero. <laughs> How do you make that mistake? You know, if this was a um, if this was a movie, 
it would be an employee that did that on purpose and <laughs> found the information of that girl and the plan was to go and catch her and then get that money from the girl so that she'd be on the hook for it. <laughs> but the money will be gone because they put it in her account. That's a really good plan. It is. I'm telling you. That's a good plan. Because there's no ties to you. At all. That's an amazing Except plan. word of mouth. But that person wouldn't even know who you was. No. Just take it to the bank. Withdraw this money. And then going about it. I'd be like, I got, I'm going to tell you, I got, I got your money, but I, I it's not in the form of money. <laughs> but it's worth more than money. It's in cocaine. Uh. <laughs> and ecstasy. And mollies. Now, do y'all want me to drop them off at the local branch? Oh, my God. Or what y'all need me to do? <laughs> what would a million dollars of coke even look like? Just be a white, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I have no idea. I don't know what quantities of Coke look like. That's yeah. what I'm like. I don't know how much, mm. how what that would look to have a million dollars worth of Coke. I don't know. Or even Molly's would be worse because them peels. You just have peels everywhere. Bags and bags of peels. I don't know. I've done some, um, I've made some decisions that I'm not proud of as it pertains to like banks. <laughs> I, um, I tried to, uh, try to manipulate a check. I did manipulate a check. I changed the numbers on it and got more money. How did it change the the numbers on it? It was a check wrote for $50. And I wrote 100 and in front of the 50 that was written. And I put a one in front of the 50. Mm -hmm. And I, I got $150 instead of $50. Out of whose account? So, <laughs> when I was in when I was in high school, minimum wage at McDonald's was five twenty five. Oh shit! Yeah, and this old man, and he was old, senile, and racist. He wanted somebody to put sheetrock up in this house, but he didn't want to pay what it cost to actually do it. Okay. There was a maintenance man that worked at McDonald's at the time by the name of Donald. Donald mm-hmm. was a guy who he did all kind of side jobs and he wasn't finna do that job for what that man paid him for, but he would show us how to do it. Me, my cousin, and one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And he was paying us five dollars an hour for it. Five dollars an hour to lay sheetrock? Yeah. It was real bad. Fuck but you know, we were kids, we was trying to make a little extra money, you know. Talk to our so parents about it. So it was three it. of y'all. He paid y'all fifty dollars for the three of you. Well, one dude dropped out out after the first time. So still, that's twenty five dollars a piece. No, 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 no. This was a period of time that we were doing this. Oh, okay. We were getting checks from him like week by week for oh, what we okay. were doing. Uh, the first dude, one of the three of us, dropped out at the beginning. We had no idea what we were doing. We were doing it horribly. We weren't measuring right. We didn't have the patience to do that. Like that's why you don't get kids to do something like that. Yeah. But the very last time, everybody had had quit or either couldn't come. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we did more damage to the house. I dropped my phone in a in an air vent, and it dropped down below the house. So me and my cousin had to crawl under the house, find that vent, cut it open, and then my phone swooshed out of it in a whole bunch of water. 
stuff like that was happening all the time. A lot of times we would just end up playing around. We weren't getting as far as we should have got doing the job. I learned a lot about sheetrocking and the internal structure of housing doing that. Wow. But the very last time we went, we had got a check from him previously to that for $50 because we had worked for like a bunch of them, them two weeks. And he said, I was the only one there. My cousin wasn't there yet. I think he was coming or he had stopped one. And he said, where is everybody else? I was like, well, my cousin is on the way, um, but he's going to be the only one to come. I mean, my other homeboy, he didn't stop working. And he was like, um, that's why I don't trust y'all niggas to do anything. Because y'all are not dependable. Y'all are lazy. And he just went real, went off on a racist tirade wow. to a, a, a 15, no, I was 16-year-old because of his house not being done on time or whatever. I think he just was old senile and was having some dementia or something going on. And um, and I and I just was like, the best way to, to get back at him is to change this check. I'd have wrote it for two. Well, the only thing you could, the only thing I would, that's the only way I could change. Like the check was already written. No, I'm saying two fifty, not one fifty. Oh, I guess this that would have been possible. I'd have did it for two fifty. Um, so what happened is, you know, a detective called me. I didn't cash the check. You know, I I knew better than to cash the check. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 the check was cashed. I knew better than to spend the money. Oh, okay. I kept the money. I kept it in the pack, and um, a detective called. And um, he said he was a really nice guy. Like, it easily could have been somebody that was fucking angry and mean. And he was like, what happened? What happened? You young. What led to this? And I told him that whole situation. And he said, I can see what will lead to this. But, you know, the family isn't happy. And, you know, the only thing we ask you to do is get the money back. I said, I never even took it out of the, out of the pack that the bank gave me with the money in it. Mm-hmm. It was never really to get that money and have it and spend it. You know, I think a part of me wanted him to see that, you know, somebody would fuck him over. Yeah. Just like we felt like we were being fucked over in that, in that moment. So gave the money back to him, to the bank. And I went to the bank and I talked to them about it. Um, and I told a lady at the bank, the situation and everybody in that situation was very understanding of it. And the teller didn't even get fired for not paying attention enough to the checks. You know, so seemed to be no foul, no harm. But in that way, I'm just not a fan of these systems. And I'm a fan of those honorable honorable people where they do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, I feel like you should be rewarded. You, should you shouldn't be. do the right thing with the expectation of being rewarded. But I feel like our society is so cold that we don't look at individual efforts as things to be praised when they're positive. We look at them as things that people are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it like that, it, it keeps the society from being motivated. It makes it makes somebody look at that, that bag of money that just fell out the truck and say, I can come up off of that. That's that's what a society like that creates. That's what a capitalist society creates. It creates this individualized pursuit of wealth and greed and money and finances. And it 
inadvertently going to create people who was willing to get that by any means necessary, by cheating, by getting too many numbers on their bank account and spending that money for themselves. But, you know, they wouldn't get that shit from me right away. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, that's all I have. Um, well, the last thing I got is this nurse that was arrested by the police for not allowing or not drawing blood from somebody that was unconscious. And that's HIPAA-related stuff. You know, you got to have consent yeah. to do anything to a person. So a nurse was on the job, a police officer, for some reason, was trying to get... Um, It was a crash victim, and they was trying to get blood samples from him. Now, why would a police officer want blood from that person? I don't know. What is it a police can find out about blood? Were they looking for the alcohol levels? Because what would have had to happen next is they would have had to ask the the hospital to run some kind of tests on it. Mm -hmm. Like, what can a police officer do with blood by itself? I don't oh, know. Nothing. They would have had to have it tested. Exactly. And so, what the police officer probably should have did was say, you know, at the point that y'all do your test on him and, and, and draw blood and do everything, keep us informed about if alcohol shows up, whatever they were looking or for. Or substance. I mean, coke, whatever. Yeah, like test this for, for drugs or whatever. So, what happened is she told them that by the rules unless you have an electronic warrant or the person is woke and can consent we can't draw blood from that person like we need somebody to consent to this we can't just take blood out of a person because you want blood out of a person that's not how it works that's not how HIPAA work that's not how hospitals work and that's not how the law works because a lot of this ain't just hospital procedure a lot of that mm -hmm. is rooted in legalities yep. so he was like the uh call her director and he was telling him the same thing and the director started saying you're making a mistake and he asked the woman so you're telling me no and he said she said yes yes sir i'm telling you no per the procedures and rules and he said okay and then he kind of like grabbed that and knocked the phone out of hand and said you're you're going to jail you're you're being arrested and it was the most surprising part to me, like that lady was like a two-time Olympic champion, mind you, from for skiing. Wow! You know, before she became uh -huh. a nurse eight years ago, she was performing in the Olympics. Uh, I don't want to say Olympic champion. She was definitely a participant. I might be misquoting that, but um, the part that got to me the most it wasn't that she had a bad day. It was that. Him, like all these other officers out here, said, it's because you told me no. You know? I have the right to tell you no. Like well, I think that plays to this idea that police officers expect you to do whatever they say mm -mm. when they say to do it. Mm -mm. And it's if you tell them right. no, it's a problem. It's the same things that go along with, you know, like I was saying last week, you holding the cup and the officer say, put your hand up, you know, you can drop the cup. Like if you don't put your hands up, you put one up and hold a cup. Now you're resisting. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you're not doing what I said do. And I think that plays into the dialogue that we can do whatever we want to you because we told you to do something and you didn't do it. And now these things are happening to you because you didn't do what we told you to do. Well, what happens when the line between what I told you to do meets with what i can't do 
Oh, she sued the shit out of him she's for not. a false arrest. She's Why okay not? with the apology. Uh-uh. Fuck that. Fuck an apology. She got that Olympic money. I don't give a she shit. Don't need that I, who can look? I can take some more money. Put it away for McKee. Whatever the fuck. No, I would have sued. I went the apology would not have been enough. Because guess what? Since you arrested me and took me away. You stopped me from being able to help some other people that I could have helped had I been at the hospital and not dealing with this bullshit that shoot your ego has brought upon us. So fuck you and your apology. I'd have sued the shit out of him for wrongful arrest. Fuck you, nigga. She's a white lady. I say that to mean that there are two different police systems in America. And there are two different perceptions of police in America. The police in the suburbs, which we'll call the predominantly white community, got an opportunity to see cops at their calmest, at their uh, most peaceful selves, at their most who they really are. And they got to look at police officers and say, I look up to that guy. You know, I get to see him as a hero. And the black community, they were stressed and frustrated and on edge and looking for criminals and doing things in the black community that our culture in American society convinced that black people do. And so when I saw police officers, I got to see them at their worst, they most frustrated, they most irritated. And I didn't look at them and say, I look up to that person. I looked at them and I said, they don't like me or they scared of me. Or I definitely didn't look up to them as a hero. That's not why I would have sued them, though. Like, it ain't even about, it's about, even if, if you look at them like heroes, he is not one. You being a bitch, so I'm going to sue you. Like, you're being an asshole all because of your ego. Like, this ain't even got nothing to do with you being, like, it's, this your ego. You got an issue with your ego. So, your apology is not enough. I'm sorry. Well. It's not. Your your assessment of that is still from that black perception of police officers you know i'm trying to think of somebody that i don't have a bad perception of. i will still fucking sue you if you did some bullshit like that if one of your heroes somebody you genuinely look up to i don't know that i have trust and value i mean we we smart enough to to understand that that that's the way it works like if one of your heroes do something that somebody you hate does then you're willing to give your hero more chances than you're willing to give somebody that you hate. I feel like I would be harder on my hero because now you you fucked up my my vision of you. Because you're not supposed to do this because you're my hero. Like, this is not my expectation of you. So for me, that's worse. That my hero would do this? Like, this ain't who I thought you were? Well, I think it depends on if you believe that's who your hero is or if your hero is making a mistake right now. I don't know that I can look at an entire entity as a hero. I don't know how you can look at all police officers and say they're all heroes. That police, you don't know this police officer? Well, I'm telling you white people look at police as heroes. I know. We see that in society. I'm saying I don't understand how you can do that, how you can look at all of them the same and say they're all good just because they got on this blue uniform. That's not how that works. That's not how it works anywhere else. Any any job you go to, any place you go to, you're going to have different persons working in the same position, and they're not all going to behave the same way. So I don't know how you can blanket all of them. So for me, he is not my hero. Even if I feel like cops are, you ain't. Well, I don't I, know you. I, I think we're seeing the same thing happen with Trump. I don't think it's about the hero, so to speak. I think it's about the way that people are willing to perceive the hero. 
like with Donald Trump right now, they are validating a lot of the things that he's saying and doing because he's the president. Not because those things make sense and because those things are right, but because they expect the president to act a certain way. And now we understand that he's not acting a certain way, but they are saying that because he's the president, he's acting that way. And I think it's the same way for people who look at the police officers he rolls. They validate what those police do because they are police. And they don't look at that individual. Like they are easier, they're quicker to say they got a tough job. They're quicker to say that maybe they had a bad day they are quicker to say that i believe that his apology was genuine and they can look at them as the from the context of that hero that's making a mistake rather than demonize the position of what that hero is i guess but I just, I, I, maybe i'm too hard on I everybody understand <laughs> i understand what you're saying because he, i feel like, the way you're saying i love black folks love black owned businesses he gave that apology i did not give him a pass because he's a, a lot of people wanted to give him a pass just because well he he you know we got to support black owned business no no i could support other black owned businesses and not support that particular one because he fucked up like i don't for me personally I don't know any group that I do a blanket statement. Like if you fuck up for me, you fucked up. I ain't going to think no bad, no more badly about black owned businesses. Cause you fucked up. My issue was with you. It's not with black owned businesses. So for me, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of something where I would have like a similar idea, but I don't, I don't look at groups in a blanketed way. So like all officers are not gonna get a pass just because they're officers. Or I'm not gonna be like, well, his job is hard and he. Pro no, you don't need to be a bitch. You chose to have that job. Your job is hard, but you chose it. Nobody made you become a police officer. So that doesn't give you a pass to be out here doing illegal shit because your job is hard. That don't pass for nobody else. Why should that pass for you? You chose to be an officer. They don't draft police officers. You didn't like get taken out of your home and say you're gonna be a. You chose their life. I chose to be a therapist. That shit is hard some days. I don't think that anybody should give me a pass just because I deal with like sad stories all day because I chose this life. What I'm saying is like there is a level to it. Like if I was a dickhead to you one day, you know what I'm saying? I just don't believe you would say, well, damn, Eddie ain't who I thought he was. He ain't shit. He ain't clearly never been shit because of that. <laughs> I, I'm more inclined to believe that you would say, he must be having a really but fucked up day. But that's different because we have a personal relationship. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I think that not everybody, but people can feel that way. About people they don't know. Yeah, if a, motherfucker can, if a motherfucker can send somebody $5,000 from across state lines that they barely know. Well, I don't understand that think, shit either. A motherfucker <laughs> can think one of their heroes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, is... They can look at them as if they would look at them on a personal relationship level. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that there's I don't variables. Look at no public affair, whether they police, whoever. They, I don't. I take it on a case by case basis. You don't get a pass because you this you in this job. That ain't how that work. And she might not be doing it that way. She might know the man, or she might have had a conversation with him after that shit, and he might have spilled his guts about it. And you know, it just depends on how the apology went. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just not a nice person. You ain't a nice person. That's been established. You nice to who the fuck you want to be nice yes. to. And you mean to everybody else. Yes. He would have been one of the people I would have been mean. Even fuck at you. the cost of first impressions. What do you mean? First impression, Like... All these niggas you be running away from <laughs> in Walmart when they see you and they recognize you because of your red hair. You don't give a damn about their first impressions. You mm -hmm. out. Yeah. You bought. 
about messed up with Cole Jackson. No, look, he was being. <laughs> he didn't fucking, come off as crazy and creepy. He came off as creepy. That wasn't my fault. That nigga just. If somebody come up, you telling you all this stuff they know about you and you don't know them, then you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was weird. He should have led in with, "Hey." I'm Cole Jackson from the government name. And then that way I would have been like, okay, cool. He just came up. You got, oh, yeah, you have a dog? I was like, yeah. You put pictures of him up on, on Instagram? Got a podcast. Like, that's creepy. I feel like anybody would have reacted that way. He was being creepy. He should have led in with I'm Cole. <laughs> and then I would have known who he was. <laughs> all Niggas I'm saying crazy. is. I, I mean. All I'm saying is. I'm not nice. That's what you said. You're not nice. <laughs> And you don't even give a damn about the first impression. No. If, if At least 75% of that time. If you're somebody that I feel like I don't give a fuck about anyway, what the fuck do I care what you think about me? I don't give a shit. I ain't going to see you no more. And you don't know that. You don't know that. That's true. <laughs> one of them cats you done ran away from in Walmart might end up being in the alley with you one day. Don't, why would you put that in the universe? Don't do that. Don't well, put that don't on my life. don't be in a fucking alley. <laughs> if you think what I said is wrong, don't be in the alley. Because I'm to go definitely going to start controlling your life by telling you bullshit that's going to happen <laughs> in places you shouldn't be. If you believe that what I'm saying is going to influence how your life going to turn out. I so now to, don't be in alleys. I just don't go to alleys. Who want to be in an alley? Alleys are creepy places anyway. I try to avoid alleys. Do we even have alleys here? Tell I'm gonna say, nah, not for real. I don't think we like have you go alleys. downtown, you can find some alleys. Yeah, I've seen a few, but we don't have a lot of alleys, and I don't live nowhere near no alleys. So <laughs> ain't no alleys around here. So, but anyway, yeah. that's all I got. Okay, fuck these gas prices. You know what? I, I don't understand. Why don't you police just draw blood like they normally do by shooting motherfuckers? Ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> not the same. Busting heads. Can't run tests on that. That's not the same. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> you know what? In movies, I keep making oh, movie God. reference. In movies, motherfuckers can get your whole DNA off a of glass. That's a movie. <laughs> Law and order. It's off a of glass. Please also go wipe some of their blood on their hand and be like, what can you do with this? Yeah. That's not how that works. You know how many times when I work for. 911 in Montgomery, how many times people will get robbed and say, um, you, I think they'll be able to get some good fingerprint. They don't come out and fingerprint business. This is not CSI. That is not what happens when your house get robbed. They do not come and fingerprint shit. That's not how that happens. Stop watching them shows. Cause that ain't right. That's not how the police behave in reality. You that's, somebody have to die for them to take foot um do fingerprints. Yeah, they that's don't. why you gotta strap up. <laughs> Make sure the you call on the police to come get a body. Oh Jesus! After you done got your shit back from that person. Lord. What? Yeah, with that bad advice. Man. I don't even like guns. I know. That's why you should stab them. Rambo. That's too messy. I shoot somebody before I stab them. You get blood on you when you stab. You somebody. don't even fuck with guns. If I but if it came down to either shooting somebody or stabbing them, I would prefer I can shoot you from a distance. I gotta get up on you to stab you. I don't do that. You then I might a, get your blood on me. What about a crossbow? I can do a crossbow because it's a distance. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you don't like guns. Mm. Is it like you don't like any projectile? No. Mm-mm. I don't want no crossbow. No crossbow. No. Oh. So you're gonna have to booby trap your house like home alone. Yeah. Put some iron on the door. <laughs> put a paint bucket at the top of the steps to swing down I, you and know bust what? in the head. I can't do that because fucking Remy and Kingston, I've been there set off all the booby traps and I had two dead dogs in my house because they stupid. <laughs> well, you wouldn't even have a, you ain't got the kind of house you can booby trap. No, like we're no. talking about in the future anyway. 
They still would they would set off all the booby traps and kill themselves. Especially Remy, cause well, he wild. You just keep him at the keep him at a certain part of the house. Yeah. I mean, clearly you got stairs. You can keep them downstairs somewhere where they can't fuck with the traps or upstairs somewhere where they can't get down. Yeah. Kingston probably would, and I feel like Kingston's such a diabolical genius himself that he would recognize a trap for what it was. Remy would just come in fucking shit up because he that's just what he does. He just wow. He just run in and just be hitting everything. He accidentally hit something with his tail and set off shit like He's too wild. I think Kingston will recognize traps because he's a diabolical genius. Thinking about it, man, I think a I think a paint bucket coming down off of steps at full force should kill you. <laughs> like that silly shit that happened at home alone. Oh yeah. Oh, that shit was goofy as hell. I don't think I think they should have died in a couple of them instances. Yeah, some of this stuff. That paint bucket, like you know how heavy your paint bucket I've, is. I done picked up one before. Bro, a paint bucket supposed to break your neck as soon as it hit your face. Yeah. It but, just sent them flying. Yeah. yeah fuck these gas prices. I understand it's because of Houston, but fuck. It ain't even bad right now. It's bad. It's it been one ninety nine. It's like two fifty. But you know we've been close to three ninety nine at I some know. points in our yeah, existences. I'm so, glad I got my mini car because I hope two fifty really. is the peak. I do too. We gonna see. But anyway, um. That's all I got. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right, then. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.